In a world where a millennial and a non-millennial make a podcast. Live from the Thailand studios in beautiful downtown North Hollywood, it's the Me and Marcus Show. Hey, happy Sunday. Hey, happy Sunday. June 17th, 2018, or is it? Can I just say something really quick before you read the days? Is it there? Because... uh, Wow, I can't believe it's that far ahead. A lot of you guys are probably wondering, I thought she was in Miami. Did Mike go? How's this working out? All right, fine. You caught us. We're recording it early. Yes, we're recording it early. Whatever. Yeah, who cares? Like, we're so important. We're just, like, trying to, to, like, get shit done. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just add a day before you even say a day? Go for it. Don't be an asshole day. It's so easy, that day. I feel like you need to register that. It's not easy to pull off, but maybe on a, I don't know, maybe on a uh, post-it on your dashboard, then take it wherever you go. Or just, like, write write it on your hand. Don't get involved in stupid political and religious post day. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Can we you know what? Days? Some people are fishing with those. You know uh, what I mean? They just I'm want the controversy. They want it. They I left feed a, off of I it. I left something. Somebody took a picture of Bill Clinton, and I'm like, when is that raper going down? And this kid Ooh. got so... He didn't get so offended. He's like, dude, it's just a picture. And then I was his like, wife's and I was insane. Like, <laughs> They're both insane. <laughs> Jesus. Have you seen the video... Um, Wow, I, I don't know what exactly the video is called, but it's on YouTube about like mind control. Have you seen the video of Bill Clinton get his makeup done and he's just zoned out like a robot and it looks it acts, actually looks like he's under mind control? He could be. He's also it's just creepy. probably really out of it. It's creepy. He's lived in, listen, if you live in delusion and lies and you're presenting a stage character. Oh, for sure. But you're like a sexual predator, warmonger, like this other person. That takes Those a toll. two things. That's called cognitive dissonance. Yeah, where you have that's to literally thi- disassociate trying, yourself. Right. You're desperately trying to believe or not believe two things yeah. simultaneously. For sure. Yeah, I'm sure he's a zombie. Yes. I have friends that still defend him. Mm-hmm. It was the best time ever. Not I, Okay, so <laughs> economically, there were some good times. Yeah. You know, I don't I, you fucking know what? They did one thing right. Him. They named their daughter Chelsea. Whatever. <laughs> What's her dog's name? They did that right, too, I think. Oh, I don't know. Anyways, all right. See? Fuck. I got sucked into the political realm, and I just didn't even want to do that. Happy Father's Day. Oh, rest in peace, dads. Yeah. My three insane father figures. Yeah. Thank God my mother's been the linchpin through all that on some level. Happy Happy Father's Father's Day Day. to all the dads out there. Yes. Uh, turkey Lover's Day. So if you love some turkey, have some of that. As long as it's range-free, you like good stuff that's you know, not all You know some good turkey? Some like honey maple turkey. Yeah. That's Diesel. some good shit. It's Diesel. from Boar's Head, and you can get it at Ralph's. You can get it at Kroger. I don't know where else sells Boar's Head, but try it out. As long as it's consciously raised and they're not all stuck in a coop pecking mm-hmm. each other for space. Oh, that makes me so sad. We only get cage-free eggs. Good. Yeah, I don't want all that steroids in my shit. No, cage-free is good. Cage-free organic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're not all sure. sucked up with GMOs. We sound so L.A. right now. I don't think it's L.A. I think this is becoming is a nationwide Is it starting to spread? Thing. Okay, good. Because I have a lot of friends in New York that are very conscious of what they eat and how the animal was raised. So it's mm-hmm. not... Listen, and things that So we're that talking to in LA, people in, you know, Central America yeah. right now. <laughs> not El Salvador. <laughs> 
Like center USA. The, how about the Midwest? Midwest. <laughs> Midwest is fine. You're hilarious. I love you. <laughs> I mean, I love you. I don't love you. I, you know what I mean. Oh, brother. I like you a lot. Oh, thanks, brother. Is that weird too? Oh, God. Let's move on. Look, I'm not weirded out. Okay, good. I'm not letting it be weird. This is my good friend's girlfriend who afforded me this opportunity for you people to be tortured by my voice. And we're having a blast. <laughs> okay. We're having Go a blast. Ahead, is there another day? We're having a blast. We I are sound very blast. Midwest there. Or Jewish. Uh, 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 you want Slightly. me to do Jewish? Oh, there you go. Sorry. <laughs> That's way better. Call me Babushka. <laughs> that is not. I'm sweating oh, right now. It's so fucking hot in here, you guys. Because I'm like sitting there's in a, a voiceover going on in the other room, so the air conditioning can't be on. <sighs> and I'm already like fading. Thank God I'm going to the beach to work on the beach. On work in the beach. I, I just you're move working on. in the beach. You're this heat and your confusion is confusing Are me. You okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What uh, other day is it? Uh, apple strudel day. I don't know why I got to back that one, but it's got to be hot apple like, strudel. I don't like apple strudel. Hold on. I've also never tried it. It Hold just on. looks mushy no. and soggy. I don't like hot it. Hot apple strudel, a little crispy on the outside with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. You, no, please, thank you. Be open-minded. No, thank you. It just looks... You'll eat a fucking 7-Eleven taquito, but you won't try this. For sure. I, no just, way, man. You know what I mean? I don't... I, it looks as if it's super soggy. And it's mushy, not. And that's not my. It's not and my. I swear, cup of you got to make it crispy. You heat it up on a rack in an oven, and you put a scoop of vanilla. You don't like a la mode with vanilla ice cream. What's a la mode? A la mode is a hot piece of pie or cake. I'm not a pie fan. Oh, I like pumpkin pie. You don't like pecan pie? No, I don't like pecans in general. Oh, okay, then that's a problem. And you don't like hot apple pie? No. What the fuck's wrong with you? You're a an lot American. of things. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect answer. You and me both, sister. I ain't judging. We're actually going to go live on Facebook like... right now. Checking connection. At we're least we're now live. At least you don't like normal things. I don't like pretty much life in general most of the time. You know, I've gotten better though. Being able to like life is a difficult yeah. thing to accomplish. Yeah, you know, I it think it takes a lot of higher consciousness. Mm. It takes a lot of decluttering mentally to really enjoy life because I have fixed ideas and belief systems about the way the world should be going right now, and it's just not going that you way. You know what? <laughs> and you can't even change it. No, you can't change. You can't it. do a thing about it. It's all internal, a perception perception shift. Yeah. It's bullshit. What's bullshit? It's all bullshit. Well, I don't think the perception shift is bullshit, but I think a lot of what's going on is bullshit, but I somehow turn it into truth in my mind, and that's what fucking gets me. The truth is crucial. The truth will set you free, but it'll beat the living shit out of you first. That is the most (laughs) truthful thing I've heard yet today. Touche. Are we live? What? I don't get anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're live on, on Instagram. Hi. Oh, wait. Are there actually people watching us? Yeah. Oh, because you have like real followers. I have. I don't know. I have erstwhile followers. They're also dropping like flies right now. So oh yeah, because the, you showed. I never go live. Because you showed them me. I never. So like we go want live. to see Chelsea, not that ugly old dude. Hi. Me and Marcus podcast. This is for way future people. Hi, we are wolves official. Who is we are wolves? Hey, we are wolves official. Thanks for tuning in. They're like, in. we don't know you. We know Chelsea. <laughs> I have an itch. Oh, it's AJ. Hey, AJ. What's up? I just itched my armpit in public. AJ Binoche? That's cool. I have a friend uh, named No, AJ. he 
down in Florida. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, all right. That's uh, that's all I'm doing. Yes. Bye. Um, so what else? Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> it's also Family Awareness Day. That's really important. At this day and age, please school your children on the evils of over-social networking. Also, school your friends and family on what truth looks like. Yeah. Instead of making sideways comments and then saying, but I love you. Wow. Something I'm, happened I'm saying recently. this out of love. Mm. You know, if it's said out of selfishness, self-centeredness, or insecurity, or fear of how that other person's acting, that is not truth. That is your truth, and your truth might be clouded by self-centeredness. Oh! Bam! That's so true. That's so... It's, it's very true. It's I, very by true the way, I said. say it better than I live it. Oh, and that's also true. Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> I can relate to that. Don't kill the messenger. Hey, a lot of, some of the most amazing people in my life have been my messengers, whether it was an AA on the streets, blah, blah, blah. They weren't the most moral, grounded people, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a lot of what I feel about some of the mainline people now. Mainline. People like Joe Rogan, Jordan Peterson, oh, yeah. Noam Chomsky. I, can, I take what I can from all of them. None of them are the end-all, be-all. Like, really go to the well here and see what makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. For you, right? I Do mean, you agree with this? Yeah. I mean, what's what's difficult is is telling the truth because uh, old me and some, and sometimes me still, I'm a, I'm, I, I have this fear of like, oh... Me saying this, it's going to start an argument, or they're going to hurt. I'm going to hurt their feelings. Blah blah blah. I'm like already caretaking them before I even right, say right. what I wanted to say. Right. So, I'm what I'm working on right now is you know telling my truth, and then being able to um, handle what comes next or what Good. comes back. Good. And and opening up a dialogue. Good. You know, and and, and not everyone's attacking me with their truth. You know that's what I mean? Right. They're saying that, their truth self-care. out of love. Right. I'm learning a lot about self care lately. Self care. I'm just building up my strength. And boundaries. Good. Mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, it's it's, it's a lifelong thing. And yeah. again, for people, not people, for me, mm. as an alcoholic, drug addict, recovering, I, I suffer from a little bit of selfishness and self-centeredness and definitely an infantile ego mm-hmm. that can't always differentiate selfishness from self-care. Right. Right. So how do I right. differentiate that? Well... I look at the situation and look at how my boundaries might be violated or somebody's being extremely intrusive and sit down with them and talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel like using I statements, not you, I feel like there's miscommunication. Let right. me state what's going on and with me. And that adds me. to being assertive, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and some people are very offended by clarity. Without having to be aggressive or That's passive right. aggressive. That's right. That's right. I, and you know, people are really hurting you with their words that much. You should really look at maybe your level. Of how you're allowing that. But not only that, but if you're identifying yourself with what people think of you, you're mm-hmm. probably not really solid in, within yourself and your right. truth. Right. You know, like I, I've allowed p- 
people to speak certain ways to me throughout my life. That's and right. then I was resentful and I was mad and without even taking a look of like, okay, well, I allowed that. That's so right. I had a lie and I had a part in that as well. Right. And then when you stand up for yourself, they're pissed because, right. wow, you're you really changed. being mean. You changed. Yeah. Well, or no, I'm somebody, finally being honest. Right. The best I can right now. But there's also people that treat you. Okay, I, so somebody I hadn't seen in many, many years. Mm-hmm. I was talking about like spirituality and the program and the importance of... And they were like, oh God, stop all that spiritual bullshit. That's not who you are. And I'm like, so, you know me from another place in time. And who are you to know who I am? Right. Who are you know to who I am? Did you are just you in think, my mind? Right. Do you think I'm the same 20-something that you met in right. the 90s or, right. or 2000s? That's when you go shake your hand. Hi, I'm Michael, Michael Marcus. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Yes. It's 2018. It's 2018. And believe it or not, I've grown a little. Right. Because you're either crazy? growing, you're either growing or you're not, you're growing or going, right? Growing, going, right. showing. Yes. <laughs> Uncovering, discovering, yeah. discarding, yeah. layers of the onion. Yeah. I think this goes for anybody. I don't right. think this is just an AA thing. No, I think it's. I if mean, I'm not a lot waking of people, up to consci- and being you know, conscious. Speaking of family awareness, a lot of people out there may have grown up in a dysfunctional family yeah. or an alcoholic home, yeah. and you may not even know it. And you don't even know it until you became until you become honest with yourself and you right. take a look at your life. Right. I'm speaking for myself right now. I agree with you too. You know what I mean? I'm uh-huh. not. I'm not going to get too personal into these details, but. <laughs> I have taken a hard, hard look at my life and myself and my part and things that I couldn't do in that one thing. So I ventured out into another thing and I'm learning so freaking much. Yeah. It's overwhelming how much you learn sometimes. How much shame I've allowed Mm -hmm. from others and from myself. That's right. Um, which allowed me to be super hard on myself and passive aggressive with others and not allowing myself to feel angry or right. feel upset. You know, right. I would just be, I, I, I don't know what I'm feeling. You know right. what I mean? So allowing myself right now to feel angry if I'm feeling angry. Right. Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. You know, honor all, it. all through growing up, I had this weird thing that I thought was anxiety. Yeah. You were... Until recently where I my, my, feel like my throat would close up and I'd wow. be like, <gasps> you know? Yeah. And I recently, and I, I thought, I always thought it was anxiety. It right. wasn't. Right. It was because I was feeling angry and I was shoving, shoving that anger back down and it was like a blockage. Yeah. So I'd feel angry and my throat would close up what and I would just cry. What a great awakening. And so... Last night something happened. I saw something and I felt pissed, right? So I allowed myself to feel pissed and angry and I didn't get that throat thing. What growth. A great, that's, no, that is growth. That's and the thing growth. is, if I grew up, and not to go deep, too deeply into it, again, if you want to know how I really grew up, you can pick up my book, Number One Son and Other Stories. Available on Amazon. Yes, which is doing re- really well with the reviews. I appreciate yes. everybody's reviews. Um, but anyways, to grow up in enmeshed, Symbiotic. These are heavy duty things to grow up. Relationships with mothers, fathers, friends, wives, girlfriends, codependents to grow up in that and to be one with a person instead of being your individual self, taking Mm. care of yourself. Mm -hmm. That kind of enmeshment and that kind of codependency creates really, really disturbing mental imagery, yeah. uh, relationships. So Not feeling good enough, not thinking that you're good enough. Right. Super right. hard on yourself. God, I mean, you can only compare yourself. Self-sabotage. Self-sabotage. You can, I can only compare myself to my former self, and I got to tell you, man, like, 
it's pretty amazing. I'm not blowing my own horn because it really is more about a therapeutic and spiritual awakening I've had, just mm-hmm. as you just discussed. You just mm-hmm. said that. Mm-hmm. And it's And there's much my more life. to learn. I have oh, much more to learn. Me too. I will and remaining to teachable. Learn. That's right. great. Absolutely. This is good stuff. I'm seeing it's my a own good... ignorance. And yeah, I'm taking too. a look right at it. That's great. This is good stuff to talk about once in a while because I don't yeah. want to come on here like a zombie, like we're all good and free and clear. And the truth is, is even the funniest podcasts I've heard, mm-hmm. like Mark Maron's, I've been listening to Maron's podcast and I love that dude, man. He's had some awakenings. He actually cried on the air a couple really? of months ago because a girl sent in a mess, uh, an email about how helpful he was oh. to her husband who came back from Iraq with heavy duty PTSDs with suicidal ideations, and he started listening to Mark's show back and forth to work. He spent a lot of time driving, yeah. and he was just happier, and he let a lot of stuff go because Mark talks about his neurosis, his selfishness, his self-centeredness, and how he's grown to let that go, and it helps others. Mm-hmm. My insanity and getting through my insanity, it's not, always, it's not just funny sometimes. It touches something, hopefully in you, that you can grow and learn from all the fucked up mistakes I made. And that's why I like that we have millennials listening to. Right. As well as people my age. Because you guys don't have to go through the same shit. You have access to so many wonderful things. Right. Including our guest today. She is a motivational life coach. Perfect lead in. Yep. <laughs> all right. So here she is. All right. Today we have an award-winning actress, author, and celebrity life coach expert, Brooke Lewis, everyone. Welcome. 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 You're an author, too. Wow. Yeah. I am a multi-hyphenate hot mess, you guys, and thank you so much for having me today. This is exciting. I'm going to like interject. I love what you guys are doing, if I can share that with the listeners. Please, go ahead. Yeah. We were just saying that off air real quickly, like how relevant this is between having millennials and a non-millennial. Yeah. It's huge. Bridging. The gap. I Thank love you. It. Thank love you it. for acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. So important, and how hard you guys work. I will acknowledge that too. We're doing all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of work. It's fun work. It's fun work. Yeah. I, it's work that I enjoy doing. And as so a narcissist, sure. I like to hear my own voice as often <laughs> as possible. So. Do you listen to the episodes? Yes, I do. Nice. But just to me, I figured out a way to cut everything out. Oh, and I just perfect. listen to myself. I'm that just kidding. Makes sense. Yeah, right. no, they're good. I think we're doing well for people that just got off the yeah. ground doing podcasts. Yeah. yeah, and thank you for coming, Brooke. Yes. Thank you so much for having me, you guys. This will be great. Yeah. I promise. So promise. you're known as a scream queen. How did Love this come it. about? <laughs> so it's not so like old a, school uh, too. So yeah. old school, and I am so grateful. And you'll really appreciate this, Mike. So you know, you don't wake up one day and just go, "Okay, my dream one day <laughs> as I grow is to be a scream queen." However, mm-hmm. I was a child growing up in the '80s, mm-hmm. so I was obsessed with the '80s horror films. Oh from, yeah, right. The yeah, originals, yeah. and I emphasize that because you, Missy, Last House on the Left, <laughs> right? And right. the millennials really know the remakes a lot more. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up watching the original like prom night, like Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. right? And all the wonderful Carrie, Carrie mm-hmm. absolutely. Oh, that was a great one, right? And yep. you saw the remake and the original. I didn't. I don't know if I saw the remake. I don't okay. know if oh, I wanted to. You, good you for saw you. the original. Yeah, yeah good I, for you. I don't think I could see the yeah. remake. Respect, yeah. definitely. <laughs> and but you remember back in the day, like all the actresses came from TV. You know, yeah. like um, so we had Jamie Lee Curtis, and you had one of my who's like my one of my kindred spirits, like Susan. Lanier Bramlett. She Ooh. was Bambi on Welcome Back, Cotter, 
Barbarino's girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Right? That's and right. She did the original Wes Craven's The Hills Have Eyes. Nice. That's right. Adrian oh, Barbeau. Yeah. Adrian Barbeau. Came from, yeah, that's she's right. my that's girl, right. too. Yeah. I mean, we we Beautiful, to, beautiful. Gorgeous. Then, yeah. Correct, right? From Maud. And that, so from that's Maud. like, right? So that, right, Maud, that's wasn't right. it? Yes, no, so, she's great. Yeah, so like those were the women I sort of aspire as a quote unquote scream queen to be like, but I love the 80s horror films, Halloween, Friday the 13th. Cut to after moving to New York right out of college, doing like off, Tony and Tina's wedding off Broadway was my first nice. little Did you? break for, for three how long? years. Equity we had somebody contract. else in here that did Tony Who? and Tina's. I, really? Who? It'll come to me, but he did say Everybody's. He any Italian, any Guido that you know has mm-hmm. done Tony and Tina's wedding at some point. Well, somebody did. It? We'll figure it out. Okay. okay. Let me know because I will Tina's... know them. Yes. Three years right out of college, moved to New York, equity contract, off-Broadway. It was amazing. And that was like its heyday. What year was that? Wow. That was... Oh, my God. Oh, I'm going to give away my It's all right. Because <laughs> we love New York in the 80s, didn't we? Yeah. It was <sighs> at one point no, in No, it was the 90s. Early 90s. No, I started Tony and Tina's out of college, like 96, 90. Nice. Still a good time in New York. It though. was. It was amazing. Pre nine eleven. Yeah. Pre Giuliani ish. Yes. Yeah. Where eighth uh, and forty second was still really gnarly. Yes. And hardcore. <laughs> it was yes. still like. It was still like Taxi Driver. Yes. Eighth and forty second. Yes. But true. yeah, that's great. So, you, uh, God, right so out of school into that. I was guys like for all the listeners, and there's so many listeners who are in our industry out here in Hollywood. Sure. You know, yeah. and. <laughs> and that's a great topic of conversation later that I hope does come up between like an older generation at like Gen Xers mm-hmm. and you know millennials because it's such a different world now. You yeah, know, sure, it really sure. is. And yeah. I don't want to. I'm very opinionated and outspoken, so you know that already. So we can get into that's it later, fine. right? Mm-hmm. But like. That, I mean, I worked my ass off to yeah. get, you know, and then signed with Paradigm right away. But it was a different world then. You needed to be a trained actor to really right. get a real job, you know. Right, not and a Vine star. Not, yeah. Thank no you. No offense. Or an Vine influencer, stars. right. Or right, Snapchat or, or right, Insta right, right. influencer. So, and again, no offense is right, but it's a different world mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So back then, I busted my butt. And so never did I think, so I did like off Broadway and a ton of mobster movies. And then all of a sudden, thank you. And I moved here because I was up for a bunch of sitcoms. And thank you. And then all of a sudden, I was partnering with a production company. I started a production company here, Philly Chick Pictures. Mm. When I moved here. That's where you're from. I'm from Philly, Jersey. And then New York. Do you guys say John's? Isn't that that a thing? What is it? It's I, I I heard I've met I've met a few people from Philly and they call things Johns. I never heard that. Me either. Like will you really? hand me that John? Yeah, it's like oh, it's a Philly right. thing. I don't know it. All right, we'll have to look into that. Uh-uh, totally they say new age water. Thing. They say water. Water, water. Right, 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 right. Water, right, right. Water or water. Yeah. So anyway, to finally move this crazy story, how I became a screen queen. To answer you, so never in my wildest dreams, and but I had done network sitcoms. I was on had a recurring on a Fox sitcom in two thousand four here that got canceled. Wow. No one knew who the hell I was. All uh-huh. of a sudden. I, Philly Chick Pictures, my company, partners with a producer back in New York who I'd acted in several of his films. We do a film that originally was titled Polycarp. And I'm like, okay, I, and I had just gone to Sundance 2004 and the very first Saw had come out. Oh, wow. People yeah, were, that was the movie. Remember? Yeah. It was the jam. They were like screaming out the door, running, and I'm a visionary. And I'm like, okay, they're onto something. Like, so I yeah. started researching, right, and doing my due diligence. And it was like, okay, that psychological, like, torture horror is mm-hmm. back or is in. Right. And I followed the cycle and I went back to these guys in New York and said, okay, you want me to be your LA liaison with Philly Chick Pictures, produce, and I will star in this indie film. And back then, this is pre economy crashing, listeners. So you could actually raise money. We 
had investors for wow, Philly Chick right. Pictures and all our films. The bottom didn't fall out of it, indie film. Correct, yeah, right? right? Nice. Sure, sure. It was great. It was really, that was probably my favorite like heyday of indie film. Sure. So they said, okay, I said, I will work with you if we do a psychological horror thriller like a saw. I and I'm gonna play one of the female leads. We'll get like a hot blonde lead to play opposite me. Yeah. We'll surround us with named indie actors, and I will help you raise the financing. And that is Boom. what right That's great. done back then. It was hard, but not like it is now. Right? Sure. So and we shot on 35. So I end up starring, literally playing like the brunette lead psychiatrist. Opposite, rest his soul, Charles Durning from Dog Day Afternoon. Oh, and Tootsie, I love that man. Right? What a great oh, actor. The, that's when actors were so amazing. Right. I right? saw Dog Day Afternoon in the theater, and he was <sighs> right there with Pacino, one of my favorite actors. And totally. a bunch of I stuff after Pacino. and before that. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, Charles Durning is amazing. Yep, and you may remember this. And then opposite Michael Pere from Eddie and the Cruiser, yeah. Streets of Fire, yeah. Philadelphia. You're still too young. I'm Aww. so young. She's so Michael beautiful. Michael is great. Oh, Streets of Fire. Streets of Fire, Philadelphia so cheesy, experiment. But yeah. so good. Yeah. You're a singer. You mm-hmm. must, and from what I hear, a good one, you must rent Eddie and the Cruisers. Okay. Oh, yeah, you got to rent Okay. Because it's rent about that, yeah. a... a like indie band, yeah. And he plays the lead. Yeah, it's that good. sounds rad. Yeah. It's cool, but I could get it's behind like a mystery it. with like mobsters and everything. Even, even yeah. better, I love it's mobster shit. I love it. You watched Casino last night. Yes, it's so a great good. flick. It's so, so good. good. <gasps> you have so, to watch yeah. the Sinatra Club. So finally, on the story, we make this half a million dollar film. We shoot on thirty five. Back then, you could get a limited theatrical release. We get super what? lucky. Oh yeah, we get we get a killer release through Universal Vivendi. But here's the kicker, you guys. So again, it's like a mystery thriller. Kind of like, almost like a TV drama. Right. So here's where, and you'll appreciate this female empowerment here. So here's where my partner's back there. Get another deal. I will never forget the day as long as I live. So it was titled Polycarp. And it was this really cool, like, mystery, right? With, like, a biblical reference. And, like, Mm. these each each body that was found had, like, a dismembered body part with a tattoo on it that came from the Bible. Fine. So Nice. Sort of like Seven or something. Yes. Yes, And shot like that. Beautifully shot like that. Yes. Dave Fincher, right. He does that really dark, eerie. It was amazing. So cut to this long story longer because it's actually a funny ending. So here I am, like this trained Broadway actress doing mobster movies in New York. Everything's great. I'm like signed with Paradigm. Everything's awesome. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden this film comes out. Universal Vivendi picks it up. Showtime picks it up. Now wait, hold the phone. Then they release the title as Kinky Killers. I kid you not. What? I kid you not. So I'm like, I mean, Charles Durning must be re- like turning over in his grave right now, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. It sounds yeah. like Skinamax type movie, Thank right? Thank you. It, my God. Okay. So I'm like freaking. I'm like, I'm done. Like yeah. my career hasn't even started. Nobody knows who the hell I am. <laughs> nobody cares. I've done Broadway and networks. That co- nobody cares. Exactly. Like, right, nobody cares. Right. So I'm like, I'm done. So my mm. manager at the time calls and says, you need to come to the office. I'm like, they're firing me. I did a film called Kinky Killers. I'm mm. like going to only be offered Skinamax roles now. Right. So I'm like, what am I going to do? I go, there's a pile of fan mail on the desk this high. They're like, we are fielding calls for you for horror films, for they want you to come. They want to know how much what if you'll do a horror convention and sign autographs for a weekend for five grand. From that movie. Literally goosebumps right now. Right? This is why listeners, you never know. We think and I You don't know what it looks like. You never know. And And you shined in something that you didn't think was you were gonna shine in or You're right. And you got a gang of fans. You're right. It. And we wow. got and we got lucky, as horrible as the title was. We got so lucky with distribution. Showtime picked it up. They aired it three nights a week for two years straight. What? I'm not and then all of a sudden they're and like you were a producer on this as well. I was an executive producer on this. Huge. As well. So yeah. Huge. And they're like, well, she's like the new it sc- 
Scream Queen. And I know that was a crazy long story, but it's funny. And no, it's sh- a great story. Thank it was you. perfect. Thank Especially you. at a time when women had a hard enough time being in the industry in, right. at that level in 2004 we're talking about. Oh. Because really, the only company that was doing horror at that point was Miramax. Totally. Oh. Miramax had just started, right? Shit. With their doing their... Actually, they've been around for a minute. They've been around Scream, for a long time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. With I Know What You Did, did Last you Summer. Did you watch the yes. PBS... Uh, what is it? Nightline special on... On this person, I don't want to watch anything more about. It's pretty him. intense. <laughs> I can't. I can't watch anymore. But I know the. But you learn a lot, and where where the backstory is, and no, where they I came understand. from. And yeah. Well, interesting. I'm just going to add one more thing because of what you said, Mike. So, speaking of female empowerment, and I never like to drop names or disrespect anyone, but mm-hmm. I had I got into it, and I separated with the producing partners back there. They had a different vision than I did, and we worked so hard here, my partner here and I, to raise half the financing and to you know help package names. And what they ended up saying, I said, great, now we can put a, and you'll appreciate this as an actress, we can put the breakdown out for, because we're about to start production, for the blonde lead female. And I knew, I was such a horror fan, I knew a million great young female blonde horror stars. And they said, shut the F up. We decided that we're going to different way and I said they, of course they the said it in those words oh, oh yeah my oh gosh. yes oh I swear oh yes yes and I am proud to say so, so I the said Philly came out oh yes please oh, the Philly, Jersey, Philly New York. came out yeah. from those motherfuckers uh, so I was like alright so I'm like <laughs> wait a minute so they're like no we're so I said and what do you mean by we're gonna go a different way mm-hmm. they said well we want to branch out and do a wider mainstream audience so we're gonna put the breakdown out for erotica and porn stars now I lo- I have friends that have done oh porn God. I've worked on films with porn stars they're fabulous people I'm not judging mm-hmm. but you just took the potential for all the filmmakers out there. You just took the potential of something that back then you could have a limited theatrical, you could ha- hit film festivals like crazy, especially with a distribution deal like that. Right. And now you just like blew your opportunity. Uh, that's right. right. And I warned them and sure enough, don't listen to the woman argue with me, right? Mm-hmm. Except right. that I knew more about horror than you did. Yes. Right? And here we are with that kind of title. But from lemons comes lemonade if you make the right moves and choices Mm -hmm. and I think we did I think I did I supported the film and then I became a scream queen bada bing there you go wow and went on to actually have some great, great opportunities Wonderful. in the horror genre over the years. I'm so blessed and That's grateful. That's so freaking cool. Thank you. So sometimes you just go in to do screams now. Do you know, you I still am, do acting, obviously. Uh, oh, I mean, acting is what I do. I mean, that's yeah. first and foremost everything, even though stage I have a multi-hyphenate. Yeah. Oh, I yes, hear yes. You. Except I haven't done stage since Tony and Tina's wedding, because I can't. Yeah, but you like, did that for two years. Three. Three years. Seven three shows years. a week. I wanted to, like, that's blow stage. my head off. Yes. That's a commitment, for sure. And it's improv. Yes, right? half Ooh. improv, half scripted. So wow. exhausting gave me the best tools to yeah. improv like that as an actress. Yeah, yeah, so grateful. But yeah, it's like been there, done that. Have the t-shirt. Let's go on. You right. Know? So that's when I went on to move to L.A. and then to do. It's like what year did you move to L.A.? Uh, Fifteen years ago now. Wow. Yeah. So mm, here cool. I am. So yeah, so that's it. So it's been crazy. But yeah, I'm so blessed and grateful. The fan base in horror is incredible. Yeah. And I think I rode that wave. I still do because mm-hmm. I am so blessed to have such a loyal fan base for 
over 10 years now, you know? Wow. That's great. Uh, it's amazing. I, I went on, I did Slime City Massacre, which was a sequel to a cult classic in New York, 1988, that was huge. Greg Lamerson, who is a brilliant writer and incredible director, went on to do the sequel, contacted me when I blew up as a scream queen in about 2008 and said, I want you to be one of the stars of my sequel to my cult classic. Nice. And it's such a smart, I know it sounds like such a campy title, but the subtext of the film is amazing. It covers like uh, Canada versus the U.S., gentrification, Ooh. drugs, abortion, war, oh, a lot you of social name it. Issues. A lot. In a horror He's film. very smart. And you guys, when you it's great. Find, Without being heavy-handed, he correct. presents these things through a horror film? Because he's such a good writer. Brilliant. And you'd be I surprised. I've worked with some incredible horror filmmakers. And that's where I think the genre kind of gets belittled or, you know, uh, unappreciated sometimes. Is that a word? Unappreciated. Yes. Not appreciated. So, mm-hmm. you know... Yeah, I think I choose because, it's, look, we all know this, and to, to start getting older as an actor in this town, man or woman, you know, mm-hmm. and to get direct offers the way I do, I'm so blessed and grateful, and yeah. I've worked so hard for it. Yeah. But if it's a good script and to work with great professionals... I'm in no matter what the genre for is. For sure. Truly. For sure. So, so that's like that. <laughs> yeah, nice. there you go. That's a sweet story. And your upbringing, your father's Romanian? Romanian Jewish, yes. Yeah, and nice. I'm Italian and Romanian and I'm just a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> I know Italian. So How's you've written up? a book called Coaching from a Professed Hot Mess. I did. Which is available on Amazon. Life it coaching? is. What sparked you to write this book? Lots. So as you'll hear and the listeners will hear, and I say this a lot and it's actually in the book. Um, so it's, it's titled Coaching from a Professed Hot Mess. And it is just my little bedside table book of life's tips for everything from, you know, female empowerment, dating, mm. uh, LGBT support, you name it, it's in there. It's nothing. It's no rocket science. What transpired was as an actor, and then I had done a talk show for teens with a character that I did that's kind of like a Saturday Night Live skit character. Can we, see, can we hear her? Ms. Ms. Vampy. She's a she's a comedic mobster Brooklyn vampire with a heart of gold. Okay, that's awesome. It's thank and she's you. a vampire. She's a vampire. Triple so, threat. Yes. So I had done a bunch of web series. I'm telling you, I'm like a total visionary. I'd done a bunch of web series back in like 08 to 2010 with my Ms. Vampy character at mm-hmm. a big studio and all of that. Again, a Yenta vampire. Uh, She's Italian from Brooklyn. Oh, Italian, right? Okay. Yeah. So all of that, again, transpired from, that's why listeners, you never know. A mm-hmm. company came to me, wanted to produce these web series with me, with me as a, like an Elvira-ish character. Oh, one nice. of my favorite all time, yeah. All time. I've done so many yeah, autograph totally signings with her. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing, Cassandra. Being amazing. Being the hostess of like, being a host of that kind of show where they're yeah. showing late night, yeah. old school. It would oh, be super fun, even yeah. though I that's love bad acting. Act. It's, it was great. And I did something like that. And we yeah. had award-winning web series all over the place. But um, then what really inspired me, and this will go back to the coaching part, mm-hmm. was I did a teen talk show with her called Ms. Vampy's Tween Talk, Teen Talk, and In Between Talk. Ooh. And we hired a cast of tween and teen girls and talked about issues at hand because I had we had taken off like a year and written a screenplay, Vamp It Out, with Ms. Vampy and Positive Message for Teen Girls and a band where she takes the underdogs and creates a band 
to compete at the Halloween Battle of the Bands nice. with the yeah with the Beverly Hills like little snotty bitches. Oh. So <laughs> so because of that, what happened was everybody listened. Here's how Hollywood works. We were pitching to all the studios and stuff and production yeah. companies, and they were like, "Well, wait a minute, we don't understand." They would tell my agents like. Brooke is a known scream queen. She's like an Elvira. So she's like a horror icon now. How could she possibly be a positive role model to teen girls? No joke. Jesus. So again, you see, I don't leave any stone unturned. I mm-hmm. went, okay, you want to tell me no again? I'll show you. Right. So here's the buttons being pushed. You'll hear, it's like every time I hit a wall. And that's what I encourage as a life coach and that's dating great. coach listeners. You guys know this, like, you know, when the wall, when you get hit in the face again, you know, wherever you are, I don't care if you're in, you know, Minnesota, Hollywood, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You can choose, you choose powerfully. And that's in my book as yes. well, right? You can choose to, to take the beating and, you know, move back home and go sleep on your parents' couch, yep. or you can get tough and strong and tenacious and fight. And yeah. not fight anyone but yourself. You're only competing with yourself. So at that point, then I was like, okay, I'll show you. Now, cut to the economy had crashed after I had done the teen talk show. Right. But I learned so much. And again, for the listeners, you never know how you're going to get. It's in the book, too, from mm-hmm. point A to point B to point Z. And I had lost, when the economy crashed, all the investors, like I said, pulled out of our production company, lost everything Mm. financially. And it was the first time in my adult life that I wasn't making a living acting and producing. And I was like, what now? And I said, you know what? I'm so inspired by these girls and what they've taught me. And like, people need support. I do. I don't have anyone here to support me, right? Mm -hmm. So I went back to school. I took a year off and went to the Life Purpose Institute and became a board certified life coach. Wow. Launched my business in 2011 be you and be fearless life coach and then from doing all the then I was doing some unscripted shows then I became a dating expert on tv and what? I worked on lifetime and I've done a, and so from that doing all the morning shows doing the talk shows writing as an expert you know this you're a writer for so many things and places in Huffington Post and, and half of them you know pay you what $25 now uh, you know an article you're like right. what am i doing right. and everyone's like are you stupid like why don't you take you have files and files of important relevant information that can help people mm-hmm. write your own damn book yeah bam done you did it i did it wow yep how long <laughs> so uh, how was how the process of writing that book? Hell. Yeah? Absolute hell. Thank you. And I know my fiance's in studio <laughs> here, and he really encouraged me so much. But for oh, someone great. like me and Mike, I'd love to hear, you know. How oh, I have a book for you in the car. Oh, it's I'd a, be it's honored. A gift. Oh, thank you. I give everybody a book here. It's a gift. I would be honored to do it. But, you know, I'd love to hear your perspective on it. For someone like me who's not, and I respect writers so much, and I'm really good at writing, like, expert articles and stuff, but not a book or a screenplay. It is, it takes so much discipline. I give Mm. you so much credit. I'm, obviously, I'm a speaker. I'm a performer like you are, you know, and, like, I can't stand sitting still. I could not. My ADD was kicking in, and I had to sit and structure that damn book for months and months yeah. and edit and re-edit and then send to the publisher and it was hell. And then choosing, yeah. you know this, whether you self-publish, whether you do a vanity publisher, whether you do a full publisher, we did get some interest from full publishers, but now you hear all the different stories like, oh, there's no more advances. It's kind of, I've learned a lot, Mike, that it's a lot like DVD distribution now, right. you know, like film mm-hmm. distribution yeah. where it's really been tougher to get any kind of nice... People do not read books as much. No. As much. I'm not saying people don't read, books. but a lot of people don't read as much as they used to. Or they'll read short stories or snippets or posts. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the attention lame. span. Millennials, yeah. 
the no disrespect, but the attention span <laughs> statistically. Low, yeah. I like reading. It, you do. M. Scott Peck, Road Less Travel. Oh, good for you. Yeah, great great best book. books. The best books. Good for you. Yeah. Because the young, youth of today, we know that you can get the the five minute video in, but mm-hmm. that's about it. Yeah. A yeah. lot of the time, you know. So that's it. So I wrote it honestly. Again, being slammed against walls, people telling me no, and just kind of to be re-inspired and to hopefully inspire others. Mm-hmm. And I've been so blessed. Like I did the the book awards circuit and won yeah. a ton of book awards. And so I know I have something valuable to share with the world. Obviously oh, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. And Congrats. writing takes so much discipline. I've written like six screenplays. Oh my god. Like we gosh. did a table reading for one of them recently. It's great. It's so much discipline. Yeah. Like you literally have to sit there and continue to write and just push yourself. And it's, it, it builds strength and character. And totally. I really admire that for sure. Thank you. Both and I commend you, you. Screenplay writing. I did one with it's partners. Hard. My vamp it out. I could never do it again. People yeah. always say to me, do you want to write with Not me? Easy. You're so talented. I could, I, that, and you have to, that's mm-hmm. the other thing. I mean, you're talking about a whole different structure yeah. of writing. And making sure it all flows and each character makes sense. Yeah. And what do you they love doing? it? I love it. You do. Yeah. And you, could write, you wrote it on your own, right? Yeah. yeah that's <gasps> really impressive. I are you writing? I can't write screenplays on my own. You I can't. have to have a partner. No, I can't But books really do you it. can. Books, short stories, yeah, no yeah. problem. See, everybody yeah. has a different inspiration, yeah. and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, you know, like we don't all have the same dreams and goals and aspirations, and that's why and the that's world okay. is amazing. Totally. Yeah. So, do you write when you do a screenplay? Do you write for you to star in? Yeah. Good I for do. you, girl. That's what you. I encourage. you I don't you to want do anyone that. else to take my role. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So yeah, I write it for myself. I don't know if I'll ever make them, but you it's will. cool to. It's cool you to will. do. You, you know, will. I plan no to. I plan to at some point. You will. Getting investors is kind of hard. Yes, it is. But you but will. The, scr- the table reading, fantastic. Yeah, it went really well. Good. Yeah. Everybody yeah. liked it. There was a lot of people. We had about 10 yeah. people there. So. It's a good turnout. What genre? Um, oh, it was like drama. Mm-hmm. Drama. Mom and daughter drama. Mm-hmm. You know, modern day drug situation with mom yeah. and daughter and oh, codependency. Cool. It's called and- stigma because Ooh. of the stigma of addiction. That's yeah. a great title. And so title. you get to actually yeah. see the cycle and what happens and what goes on and, and what people don't see. You hear that, investors? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And right. I think we need more material like that. You know, yeah. we truly do. And I'm so, again, blessed to read so many scripts as an actress now. And, like, I honestly don't like, and I pass a lot. And I know that's not great to say on air, but, like, I'm being, I'm very authentic. Like, yeah. I read things that just don't inspire me. And unless it's Good. a huge freaking paycheck, yeah. I don't want to take it. Good for right. you. Yeah. I, mean, I, I admire that a lot. A lot yeah, of people I, just you do know what? it. Thanks for being you know? honest, unless it's a huge paycheck. Because really what that does is it pads your wallet to really do the work you want to do. Yeah. Exactly. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's fine to do some things you don't want to do for a ton of money creatively and know you could use that money for the greater good for exactly. another project. Exactly. I read that she has won 33 awards. Brooke what? has won 33 prestigious awards. Wow. May I correct? <laughs> Is it wrong? <laughs> it's funny. Actually, I love you, Cats PR. So my publicist, mm-hmm. we actually just had a meeting on Friday and they were like, what are we up to now with awards for you, Brooke? They're like, we can't keep up. And I'm saying this so humbly because it's almost funny. Yeah. I'm up to 67 Holy film awards shit. Now. I was like, not even close. No, because that's in my materials. And they were like, Brooke, we cannot keep up. And it's, I say, I honestly. awards from? Okay. okay. So let's, and I'll be authentic about that too. I know you will. Thank you. You're very authentic. I'm very authentic. I like it a lot. Something I I talk about integrity and authenticity, and we need more of that, people. Uh, Young millennial listeners out there, seriously, I beg of you. Yeah. Stop 
posing and stop misrepresenting and stop embellishing on yes. Instagram and Snapchat yeah. and all of it. Please go back to being real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and play to the top of your intelligence. Stop yes. acting stupid. Yeah. Thank you. Don't get and, me started. Yeah. I used to take so many selfies and now I'm like, hey, Roy, will you get a picture of me by this <laughs> fence? And he's like, why do you want to stand in the dirt? And like, I need to pose more to Instagram because <laughs> apparently that has to be a thing. Right. You know? Mm-mm. I'm so bad at Instagram. I just post pictures of my dog. <laughs> but people probably love that, right? And the people who are close yeah, to you. I love it. Yeah. And pictures that's really what... Fine. She's a star. I want to hear about these awards. Yeah, the awards. Okay, so... And yes, your dog um, is a star. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so let me say this because I am very clear and I have these conversations with my peers and some very respected peers in the industry. I have some very, very successful friends in this business. Nice. And so... Some of them make fun of me now. They'll bust my chops and they're like, oh, another award, another red carpet, you know. So, but I will say this, and again, I say it very humbly. I know that I've earned every single one of these and have worked really hard for them. And so I'm really blessed. The Best Actor Awards, and I will tell you, uh, so many of my Best Actress Awards have been from short films. Wow. Uh, Yes, and I will share this. I used to say, people used to offer me shorts pre-economy crashing and I would laugh and I'd say I don't do shorts I've been a working actress for a long time and you know not with ego just to say which is understandable you made your way right Right. you made your bones perfect and and you know my friend Josh who's a big TV director always says like how to Brooke whatever choices you make as an actress now what moves the needle you Mm. know right I share that, so if that that inspired you, good, mm-hmm. good, good, good. Mm-hmm. So what's going to move the needle? So for a while, after I blew up as a scream queen, and then I had a very successful mobster movie, $2 million mobster movie, Sinatra Club, that was released in 2011, mm-hmm. um, things were good in all genres, and then I did some big sci-fi movies, and then I had a lull. I had taken off to go back to school as a coach, right? Yeah. So listen up, people, sometimes, and this is something I tell, especially women when I speak, you can have it all, but you can't have it all at the same time, and mm-hmm. I really believe that, and I know I'm jumping around, but I'm making That's a point right. as I'm usual. I'm right here with you. I'm a fast thinker We're right here hero. with you. All right, good. I know you are. So I say that. So yes, you can have it all, but you can't have it all at the same time. So when I was rebuilding my coaching business and supporting myself as a woman in a very expensive town and industry, True. as you know, is True. pre my amazing fiance. And so I was really in a survival space and mm. I was building the coaching business and re- I had several unscripted reality shows developed around me as a dating expert, which we actually, and I share this on air, walked away from one of them because they wanted to own my life, a very big network for seven years. Wow. And they would have full control over every acting choice I made and I said I like it. I, thank you. I don't like it. Right? That's rude. Right. So yeah. that kind of took me out of acting for a short bit and then I needed needed to be sort of relevant again and I started I went you know what if I and the economy was a mess I'm like if I can't get money and raise money you know for these features for me to star in and then one of my, it was actually, God bless Roger Sheck, who is a young director, and he had written a feature for me. They lost all financing. This was in about 2009, 10, mm. 2010. And he said, I have a short that I'm going to have you star in, that I'm going to write for you. I went, I don't do shorts. And I share that because I shame myself every day. Thank God I did it. This one was titled Sprinkles. He wrote and directed it. I got to star in it opposite a wonderful actor friend of mine, Don Danielson. And this little short that is, is it has a third the subject matter is a rape theme i don't want to mm-hmm. like give too spoiler alert away but so it's so beautifully shot it's probably the role that i'm most proud of it's a 10 minute piece wow. and it 
went to so many great festivals and won me so many awards, thank you, over many years. And that we really milked at the festival circuit for like three, four years. I'm not even kidding, you know? And so then when about two years ago, maybe beginning of 2016, two years ago, I was having lunch with one of my best girlfriends in the world who's an unbelievable writer and now director, Stacey Lane Wilson. Nice. She's amazing. She does a lot of horror stuff too. Mm. And I was, I said, what am I missing artistically and relevant wise? You know, mm. how do I get my face like back out there as a leading actress again after taking off for a bit. And I said, I need my next Sprinkles, which is the short. And she's so amazing. I swear to you guys, within one weekend, this is how talented she is, she wrote me. I said, it has to be another like meaty, psychological, you know. And as I am getting older as an actress, I want to show that, you know, I've played a million mobster wives Mm -hmm. and gumada hookers and, you know, prostitutes and all fun stuff and Mm -hmm. guidettes on like, you know, Fox sitcoms and stuff. But I'm like, I'm ready to step into my own as a grown ass woman, you know, and I want to play, even though I'm short and voluptuous and blah, blah, blah. Like, and I love glam, but I want to play that like vixen, that like noir plus back to Karen Black style. Oh my gosh. I can't, of course you would know her. (gasps) And do you know, and this is like one of the most complimentary things I've ever gotten. They compared my work in Slime City Massacre, which won me the B-Movie Golden Cobb Award for Leading Lady Scream Queen of 2010, to Karen Black. And Ooh. I cherish she burnt offerings. Oh, one my of the best, gosh. right? Wow. See, see what happens. The older people know these. I've literally burnt gotten offerings. goosebumps this so entire naughty. podcast oh, so far. So I'm not much. even kidding. Like, my leg hairs have grown so much. Oh, thank you. Well, I hope to inspire anyone who's you listening. Have and you have. All, both of you as creatives. And so I know it's crazy. Like, I think I hear myself and I'm like, did I really do that? Did that really happen? Like, it's so, because it goes so fast. But this is why yeah. I say, stay true to you. And so I wanted to grow into these roles. And I said, Stacey, I want that psycho, deep, dark, vixen stuff to show yeah. that I can act. I'm not just a fluff actress. Right. There's enough of those in these this town. And, That's right. Right? And hotter, younger, they don't need me for that. She writes me this piece titled Psychotherapy. Mm. Another 10-minute short. She wrote and directed it. I got to, I, I executive producer produced it. I cast Ricky Dean Logan from, so I do try to keep in the vein of, and I'm very honest about this too, when I'm acting opposite someone, number one, my leading man better be damn good because right. yeah. that's only going to make me better. Right. Absolutely. Right? And B, I'd like to have, if I'm going to hit the genre market, the festivals, then I want it to be another name in the genre. Yeah. yeah. So Ricky Dean Logan, who was in, he's been around forever, uh, both he was in the final nightmare. Freddie's dead. The final nightmare of the Nightmare mm. on Elm Street. Yeah, fame. sure. He was in Back to the Future two and three. He was on Seinfeld. He's so damn talented. This kid. We have the same manager, and I was. They were like Ricky Dean Logan one day in a meeting, and I was like. I need to work with Ricky Dean Logan. So yeah. he's so talented. So he also, props to him, went on to win so many Best Actors Awards for this piece. Stacy won Best Director. We won. I mean, we literally won like twenty six. Awards for and this she wrote this in a weekend. In a weekend, she wrote this in a weekend. In a weekend, attempt amazing, short, but amazing. amazing. Stephen and Stephen Coulson, who is an incredible DP. And again, look, you get what you pay for. This is one thing I will. And here's where, and I'm going to be very authentic and honest. Here's where I have understood 
done my due diligence and realized why we have won so many awards. And to shout out now, because we're also, we're on our 15th award and we just released Alan and Millie, a short romance that Marcus Redman from Doogie Hauser and Fight Club, who was a wonderful actor, now an incredible, incredible writer and also becoming a great director. So, and I executive produced it and produced it, another 10 minute piece that we did end of last year that we just released to festivals and award shows in 2018. Mm-hmm. We have not even hit the festival circuit yet. And we have won over 15 awards what? in total. Yes. Okay. So here's what I want to say. And, wow. and I have to shout out to my co-star in that, who I also cast, yeah. um, is Courtney Gaines, who is a brilliant veteran actor, one of my best friends in the world, uh, from everything, Malachi and the original Children of the Corn. Yeah, I know exactly who he You is. know Courtney, who doesn't know Courtney? He was in Colors, Courtney? I think, too. He was in, yes. Yeah, he was in Colors. He, he played was a gangbanger. The red-haired kid. Absolutely. Yeah, Sweet Home Alabama. Nice. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, he's Sheriff. a great actor. Oh, yeah. Yes, he's a character actor. I love Sweet Home Alabama. So talented, and we've been wanting to work. We've been best friends for over 10 years, 11 years. We've been wanting to work together for so long. We've done horror conventions together. So... We ended up hiring him. Now, I want to share this. So this, so this is so incredible. And we have killer badass Katie and Callie Williams. Young, speaking of, I think they're even under millennial, whatever that is really? now. What is, they're what super is young Gen in their 20s. Z? Generation Z, yeah. Yes. Z, yeah. These girls have been in like variety as like women to watch out for on the rise. Nice. They are twins and they are a DP cinematography team and sound team. What? All crew. Bad ass. So thanks to this incredible, and the list goes on and on. There's so many great people. And why I say it is, so here's three. This is an example of remaining relevant, winning awards, and why we are winning awards. And I, again, say this so humbly, but a share, because I want to release this message to the listeners and filmmakers and the younger generation is that, you know, we keep it quality. Quality over quantity. We spend, I mean, no, we are not making, and I announce this, these are not $30,000, $50,000 short films that we have seen throughout this festival circuit. It's unbelievable. But they're also not the $1,000 to $2,000 crap not that you can't make good stuff too. It's, it's, it's hard though. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Quality. Yeah. You get what you are. Yeah. are 10 and in the end 15,000 in, you know, submissions and all that. But, you know, and again, it's about years of relationships. Like we win yeah. something for sprinkles or we become an official selection. Do any of these get picked up for full length feature ideas? Interesting. My one director for Sprinkles, we've talked about making that a feature. We've also had talks about psychotherapy, but no, because the intention was always a a short Short Mm -hmm. to win awards, to be relevant, to Mm -hmm. get some added attention. What's interesting, and I can probably just announce this now too, it's funny, I've been working all weekend on a deal with a company that has been asking to release Sprinkles on a feature compilation. So that's, yeah, for all short film makers, you know, now that are listening, there is more and more opportunity. Amazon is releasing short films I now. Saw, they're wow. doing a one minute one. This French, oh these my French gosh. girls, my wife was there watching you go. it. It's one minute and it's these two girls running through France and having this experience. Very little dialogue, all wow. imagery, all expression. Wow. Because that's the whole, see there's benefits to having millennials around. There yeah. you go. They'll watch the one minute yep. uh, 50, it's like 50 episodes a minute an episode. Yep. So it's happening just like I hear, I mean, Snapchat, from what I understand, is starting to do Snapchat like really? films or Snapchat series. I haven't been on Snapchat. I don't do minute. Snapchat. Yeah, yeah, it's too I, much. It's, I, it's, yeah. I used to do it. Three yeah. is enough. There's for just me. so much to keep up with. But I just think it's incredible that you guys are making your own work and you're making this happen. Yeah. You know? You're super inspiring uh, with thank all this. You so Absolutely. Much. Yeah. yeah. And it's exhausting. And I am fried. And I will, I've sworn to myself, my Take friends, my off. life coach. Worth yes. It. So worth it, but then again, 
you have to ask again. Now I'm asking, because each time you up your ante again, you know, Mm -hmm. and again, I was such a working known actress for years, then things changed for me. Mm -hmm. And I had an ebb and flow and a lull. So what did I need to do that was in the realm of possibility without my big investors for features Mm -hmm. to do the shorts, which now has me back on the map Mm -hmm. as, you know, I say that, of course, as an indie film actress, but still an award-winning one, which is, you know, gets me in more doors again for the bigger stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Because it shows legitimacy. And people are able to see, right? And and you're working hard. You're working your ass off. It shows legitimacy and relevance. Relevance. And that was the intention. Yes. So now I'm done with that. My fiance will probably kill me if I ever, because I cry for, it's so much work. I mean, doing Mm -hmm. a short is the same thing as doing a feature. It's just a shorter amount of time and money. Right. So if you're doing it right, people, and I keep stressing that, please make quality content. That's all I ask. It's just, like you said, everything's so oversaturated. Um, great questions. So 13horror.com, which is part of the BBC, is now playing Sprinkles and Psychotherapy. Nice. And I can't release the name of the company that's about to do the compilation with Sprinkles and I think Psychotherapy as well. But then Alan and Millie's okay. short romance, we just hit the festival. So in fact, I'm going to do an exclusive announcement that I just got on my iPhone. hey Right? As we were parking, I checked. And so this has been an incredible festival to me. I am like in 11 year now, I think alumni, at Action on Film International Film Festival, which now moved to Vegas from LA. Again, just a very raw indie festival that has supported indie films. So no, we are not winning Sundance all over the place. Like that's, you know. Well, I mean, it's nice, don't get me wrong, but the fact that these little independent things are happening. Absolutely, and I would recommend Action on Film for anyone because they do almost like a 10-day-long festival, even more Mm. now, I think. Documentaries as well? In Vegas as well, yes. They are so supportive of the indie filmmaker, have supported Mike Cradell and Teresa. I love you like family. They're the owners. And for you, I mean, literally, I'm like an 11-time alumni. So they just sent us that first exclusive that Alan Amelia Short Romance just got... Became an official selection yeah. today, so you're getting it first. Thank you. And Fantastic. They're amazing. They actually, and this is really, again, I say this humbly, but I want to share to the listeners because of possibility. Like I won last year with Psychotherapy, ten minute short film, mm-hmm. and I was nominated for Stella Adler Actor Award for Most Outstanding Actor in the wow. entire festival wow. with feature film actors and actresses, and I won. What? <laughs> I, yeah. So I'm telling you guys. Anything is possible, and the reason we're winning all these Stella awards, Adler. Stella Adler. Look it up. That's really goosebumps this entire yes, time. Yes, and I won <laughs> for um, the another one that I just want to shout out to the prestigious Actors Awards. Again, guys, they're out. This is an online competition, really. And yes, so you don't even have to go to a festival. Anyone, you can submit wherever you are in the world. They were so good to me. I won two years ago in twenty. What was it? Twenty. I'm getting confused. I think it was twenty sixteen. Or did I win this year? No, I think it was last year. I won, yeah, it was 2017. Beginning of 2017, I won for uh, Best Actress in a Drama for Sprinkles, short film. Yeah. Again, you are in line with feature film actors, and I won. And then this year, I won for Best Actress in an Indie Film for Psychotherapy. Another short film. Wow. So my point to sharing all of you is, right? Like, if you can't, and I... I hope I inspired you personally. You have. If you write, you, I heard you say you love to write, you love mm-hmm. to write, do a short for yourself. Yeah. It is so you and Roy doable. Can do a short, actually. Mm-hmm. There you go. And like, make it just, I ask for, in support of you and your mm-hmm. creativity. 
do it quality. Get the right book. Get pay people for good sound and good yes. cinematography. Like we pay. can do it here. This there is the go. studio to do it. Could do a there horror film the, right the in the studio. studio. Oh, you better cast me. Has good Hollywood. Hollywood. Oh, you're cast. You. You're <laughs> cast immediately. <laughs> thank you. Yep, so, she's already on. Thank you so much. So it's nothing like a Hollywood insider uh, horror hey, film. Look yeah. at all the sets we have here. Hey, <laughs> kill the editor. <laughs> We'll call it I Final it. Cut. Yeah. Uh, no, that title's been used. In fact, Actually, I just saw I'm, Title I'm, come out today in Final Cut. Are I'm, you in Final Cut? Yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, yeah. what a maybe small was world. Was, maybe they I just, was looking you up. I think That's they were hilarious. just shopping the script right now to get investors. <laughs> that is, so that final is cut. great. Mm-hmm. So Lead. do it. So keep it. That's why the reason we're winning. I'm not going to say because I'm such a talented actress. There's nine million talented actresses in this town alone. Yeah. It's because of the quality of the material, right. the people, and the work. The collaboration. Absolutely. Of all those you don't want to do it cheap and quick and like no. just half-ass it. No nope. way. No. And a lot of people do. There's so, trust yeah. me, my friends run festivals now. So my shout out. Oh, a great horror film festival. One of my best friends in the world, Denise Gossett. She owns Shriekfest, mm. which is huge. I've and heard. Sh- yeah. Huge at Raleigh Studios and one of the top 10 like most prestigious horror film festivals it's like what is she I'm just gonna kill me because I think it's like 18th year or something now I could be messing that up but anyway so I mean she such mad respect like she's one of my best friends in the world and we joke about this when I'm always like I'm usually uh, an award presenter every Mm -hmm. year and we joke because I'll announce it like right on the mic I'm like she's my best friend and I didn't even get in this year like that's (laughs) how strict she is and it's really at a level so but we were actually in for psychotherapy last year but we had like three films rejected over the last few years yeah wow so there you have it like there are festivals that are not Sundance that Mm -hmm. keep it at a level and that's where you want to aspire to have your work seen. Sure, right. sure. Right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because wow. you can keep getting rejected from bigger festivals and then you're just missing these wonderful festivals. Absolutely. That yeah. Sounds super legit to me. For it's sure. not totally legit. Yeah. yeah. Especially you if your good. friend runs one and she's rejected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. Right? Gonna there laugh you go. That's legitimacy at. right Totally. There. I'm like, there ain't no nepotism here. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's game time. Oh, she has games. Are you guys ready for game time? I don't know anything about these games. They just pop right up. All right. This so I'll be surprised as you are. game today is going to be 20 questions horror style. <gasps> oh. All right. So I'm going to pick a movie in my head, and you two get to ask 20 questions to guess what the movie oh, I like is. this one. <gasps> Good game. And it's a horror movie. Okay. So I've... Back and forth, 20 questions? 20 questions. Or 10 and 10. Okay. Whatever, whatever we'll you guys this. want. But it's a horror movie. Okay. And I, I've got it, so go. Go ahead. American? No, sorry. Uh, ask yes or no questions. Oh, so you can like you can inquire about it. And Is it an American and... film? Yes. Is it from the eighties? I have no idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on. Uh, you yes. Research the movie. Okay. Yes, Go I ahead. believe so. Oh, it's a yes or no. Um. Okay. Does it star any TV stars? No. Ooh. Oh. Is it a slasher flick? What does that entail? Yes. Weet, weet, weet. Remember the sound? Not, not with the sound, though, but there are okay. knives. There are knives. <laughs> well, because so, it would yes. have been psycho then, right? There are knives. Is there a horror icon, like an iconic character yes. in it? Yes. Okay. Is it Nightmare on Elm Street? No. Okay. Go ahead. But good guess. Is it a franchise? Yes. Saw. No. Saw wasn't in the 80s. Oh, you're right. <laughs> Whoops, I just wasted one of that our questions. Okay. Um, um, 
Does the killer wear a mask? It's yes or no. <laughs> it's not human, so no. Hold on. Is it an alien? No. You've got 10 more. Is it a car? No. It's not human. No, it was once, but not anymore. Is it the fog? No. (gasps) Oh, so close. Eight more. Why am I so <gasps> stuck? You're good, actually. This is a good one. I so badly want to say Was it, it shot in Los Angeles? I actually don't know. Okay. So I'm not going to count that. Okay, you're not going to count that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, does it take place in a swamp? No. I'm so stuck on the, it used to be a human. I, I, that's where my mind is just tumbling right now. Uh, do you want a hint? Yes. Seance. That is a very obscure hint, but you did give a hint nonetheless. You're good, whatever this is, because oh I'm gosh. usually good at things like this. Do you know? Any idea? No? All right. One more hint. If I give away this hint, it's going to give away the okay, answer. Okay, then don't give away the hint. Is it a female lead? No, but eventually <laughs> there is a bride. Is it Chucky? Yeah! Ah! <laughs> Child's play, right? Child's play. Wow. I have it written. Child's play. That was a good Winning one, the bride, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. That was really no, good. good. Once you I'm said like, it used to be human, that's yeah. where my mind's right. Mm-hmm. Good job. That Thank was you. Oh my gosh. Thank I started you. going to swamp thing and yeah, all these too. crazy. Oh my gosh. And you it. You as far as the fog, by the way. The, the original fog. fog. Hello. Anything Child's Stephen King play. 80s. Oh, that was a good one. Good. Was I correct? It was made in the 80s, right? I think so, right? Oh, 90s. I, I was going to, that's I what shit. stumped me, because yeah, I know my, my that's my fault. That, it might right, have been so early 90s, because that was, that was what stumped me. Mm, that's so good funny. One. That was right. good. 90s. Thank you. Thank you. Good well, So what do you, what do you have coming up? What do we have to oh, look, yes. anything we can look out for? Yes, please, 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 if I can shout out, uh, I'm saving the best for last, to be honest, like yeah. two features that I just wrapped. Uh, amazing. So one full shout out. Full length features. Full length features, of nice. course. Congrats. Of course. I, I used to do lots of them. Yeah. <laughs> I did, and then I lulled, but the, did the shorts, and here we are. So for one, I did a film titled Half New Year that my real life, like, fake little brother who moved from Philadelphia to LA as well, Drew McEnany, shout out to Drew. He's amazing. He wrote a script. He, again, for inspiration, everyone, moved from Philly to LA, worked as a producer, did all the stuff, only wanted to be an actor and was having a tough time getting any breaks for himself. So he wrote mm-hmm. a feature for him to star in. Nice. A dramedy, there you go. That's yeah. why I looked at you. A dramedy, like a coming of age in Hollywood about how, like actually the tagline is um, your friends are the family you choose, which I love. Mm. So very dramatic but moments of hilarity and comedy. And so he's the lead male. And mm-hmm. then he wrote me as his big sister. Nice. We are the brother and sister, Reed and Pam DeLuca from South Philly. All Love right? it. Yes. Love it. Yes. So it's hilarious. So we play, I play his big sister. And so I'm one of the supporting leads. And it's like a group of like eight best friends. And 
so it takes place mostly in their house that they have to give up every year. They have a half New Year celebration party. Hmm. And it's the effed upness of friendships, relationships, drugs, living the dream, losing the dream, and the list goes on and on. That and so awesome. amazing. Very low budget, heartfelt, incredible. So this went on, and I share this for inspiration again for five years, where, wow. oh yes, he had me do table read after table read with five different directors and producers, or four, and he never thought that this was going to be possible. And then this amazing producer, writer as well, came in, did a rewrite on his script, Georgia Manides, and she executive produced and produced it and made it happen. She brought in wow. Tom Morash, our director, who is so talented and so just wonderful to work with. He's so even keeled and amazing and put up with all our crazy. And he's actually a Sundance grad himself, alumni, I should nice. say. So he's got some great contacts with them. And uh, yeah, and, and Pierce Cook is our DP, so talented. So I got to act in this, and I'm going to mess up everybody's names. There's too many people to remember. It's such mm-hmm. a great ensemble piece. But Bo Youngblood plays one of the leads. Shanley Caswell from Conjuring and, oh, yeah. yes, and NCIS New Orleans. Jeff Dye, who won Last Comic Standing, and now he's on Better Late Than Ever, I think oh, the title yeah, yeah, is, yeah. with Henry Winkler mm-hmm. and William Shatner. It's like an Very NBC cool. hit show. He's hilarious. And... Um, Every, John Irardi and Matt Schulte and Rebecca Vinagro and Rome Flynn, who just won Best Young Actor at the Daytime Emmy Awards. Nice. Yes, and he's in a Tyler Perry movie coming out. And just incredible, incredible. And um, who else? Jermaine Alvarez-Martin, who plays like... I. I don't want to give too many spoiler alerts away, yeah. but he's like my little like boy toy in the movie. Aww. And it's just so special. And shout out to everybody else who I love, who I am just not being able to say everybody's names off the cuff right now. Right. So really, really incredible film that's in post now that'll come nice. out hopefully next year. Hopefully it'll hit the good festival circuits then too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just wrapped, big, big shout out to a sci-fi director I've worked with. This is my fourth film actually with him, Neil Johnson. He's a British, brilliant well-known sci-fi director and that's his thing that's his passion he can do cgi he makes his like three hundred thousand dollar films look like 10 million and his three million dollar films look like 30 million he's genius and his star is tracy birdsall she's dropped a gorgeous and super talented actress and they are they have become dear dear friends of mine and so they had a film um rogue warrior robot fighter that Mm. sony picked up and they crushed it about a year ago, we went to the uh, premiere. Yeah, yeah you I know this film. this film. If yeah. you're a sci-fi fan, you have yes. to know it, right? And so, and it had uh, William Kirshner from The Hobbit and right. Daz Crawford in it. And oh, and Marilyn Gigliotti, who's one of my best friends in the world from Clerks. And yes. really incredible cast. So they crushed it. So now it was so on the down low and it just got released and announced this week. And so we just wrapped a film that Neil directed and Tracy starred in and it is titled Evolution War. So again, Marilyn Gigliotti starred in it as well and I am trying to think, Tony Gibson, who's a British actor who was in their last film and the list goes on and on. I'm not allowed to reveal too much. No more spoiler alerts, I know, but really excited about this one and I get to play a robot clone. Oh yes. So it's really different for me, right? I mean, Pam's a you expect right, right like right, right. big hair tons of makeup so this is being posted right now and I have I'm sure knowing Neil Johnson and Tracy it will blow up amazing wow. yeah so that's cool so I just wrote two stuff. great features Good amazing features, so right? keep an eye out for those yes yeah. where can people find you on social media I am all over social media <sighs> yes and I do I own it I work it uh, in fact Kath PR is like you yeah. need to chill a little with that yeah. now because it's 
it is so much work, you guys, like you said, yeah. hours and hours. I am Brooke Lewis LA on Twitter, Brooke Lewis LA on Instagram, and I have a Facebook fan page, which is also Brooke Lewis LA. And then everything is always updated on my press site, brooklewis.com, and cool. my coaching and all that other good stuff, my dating work is on, my expert work is on bu and befearlesslifecoach.com. Love that. <laughs> That's Damn. such a good title. I'm a hot mess. Yeah. Oh, oh, real quick shout out. Another last project, my clothing line, which I cannot forget. Amazing. Which I, right? Well, I, it's not my company, but Metal Babe Mayhem and I partnered over two years ago now for a line based on my award-winning book, Coaching from a Professed Hot Mess. Nice. Her company is a lifestyle rock and metal brand. We connected. She's another one of my girl power partners. I love her. We support each other so much. She's badass, works her ass off. Mm-hmm. And she has this lifestyle company. So we did, we designed and and produced Rock Your Hot Mess. And Bill Bronson did our artwork for our stuff. And we have a Ms. Vampy line and stuff too. But focusing on this one, because of our engagement September 1st, Aww. we designed recently, I went to her and pitched her, we have Bridal and Bachelorette's Rock Your Hot Mess. They are so super nice. fun and sexy, off-the-shoulder T-shirts. I'm wearing one right now. Nice. Not the bride one, but the hot mess one. So <laughs> everybody check out. You can go to Be You and Be Fearless Life Coach, or we're also on Etsy, but Rock Your Hot Mess Perfect. Clothing. It's awesome. Perfect. Wow. <laughs> I am not doing enough in my life. Oh, Seriously, I'm so inspired right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't well, sleep. I'm a great. vampire. I'm his yeah, vampy. What do you want? That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you to Thailand Productions. Guys, please rate and review the show. It helps people find us. Um, You can email into the show at meandmarcus at gmail.com. Did you want to leave the listeners with anything today? I just want to say yes. I want to inspire you. Be you and be fearless. That is my mantra. And make sure to watch the show, guys, because these guys are awesome. I've done a ton of interviews in my career, and they've done their due diligence, (laughs) and they are professional, and we're in a badass studio. And I thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Thank Thank you for coming. Thanks a lot. It's such a pleasure (laughs) and so inspiring. All right. Thank you, guys. And we out. We out.